0: problems on the defensive side of the football, and you're probably thinking about Devin Bush, and you're probably not thinking very much past him, and that's a mistake. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The Steelers will be back at practice Today, on the south side, after a day off yesterday, there also were five cuts, most of the minor. The only two of significance, Chris Oladokun, the seventh-round quarterback, if you want to call that significant, he's going to get sneaked through to the practice squad, and I strongly suspect that was the scheme all along. But the other one of significance was also at least a little bit of a surprise, and that was Gennard Avery, the outside linebacker, signed as a free agent from the Eagles this summer. First thing I'll say about Avery is that he barely made any impression, partly because he wasn't on the field much, wasn't healthy. And when he was, there wasn't much in the way of visible impact. And as if that wasn't enough, when the Steelers took to the practice field Monday, They had Hamilcar Rashed, an undrafted free agent in 2021, who'd been picked up on a waiver claim from the Jets a little bit ago at the starting position because Alex Highsmith wasn't participating. Now, let's go through this depth chart because it's sure starting to look like T.J. Watt won't get much help from his mates. The obvious starters, and I mean glaringly obvious, are TJ on one side and Highsmith on the other. Now, Highsmith himself needs to get back on the field. But Alex will tell you that he's fine, that he absolutely expects to be ready for September 11 in Cincinnati. Okay, great. But it'd be that much greater if Highsmith would get out there Sunday as well against the Lions, and being that Highsmith was not a participant Monday at practice, well, okay. But behind those guys, behind them, you're looking at the following two players. One is Rashed, who has never played in anger in the NFL. He did have a practice squad call-up for the Jets last November against the Bills. And that was it. He has never been at this position in an NFL game. So anyone who's fantasizing about him being the number three guy, yeah. The other one is Derek Tuska, who's not quite as much of an unknown. Tuska got onto the field last year, was part of the rotation for the Steelers, and toward the end of the season had a little bit of splash to his game knocking the ball loose, getting a sack. He's someone who's got some potential. But listen to what I just described there. That is your outside linebacker depth. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Okay, you say, big deal. TJ's the starter anyway, and Highsmith's a starter. So what's, you know, what's the harm if the backups stink? Well, this position, unlike any other on the football field for this particular team, the backups play. And they play a lot. If you watch the games closely, whether you're at the stadium or just, you know, really picking apart what you see on TV, you'll notice that TJ comes off the field quite a bit, even in late crunch time situations. Some will call that tapping out. That's got something of a negative connotation to it, and I'd never attach anything negative to that player. What TJ does is he operates with an outlandish motor. That's part of, a big part of, who he is. As such, when he feels he has completely spent himself, for whatever reason, on a certain play, he doesn't hesitate. He goes straight to the sideline, and another player comes in. Do you remember how it used to drive you nuts how many snaps Anthony Ciccolo would get? Okay, that. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Highsmith also comes out the outside linebackers in the Steelers' 3-4 scheme legitimately rotate. As such, the backups aren't just there to stand on the sideline or participate in kick coverage. They're de facto starters. They're like next-tier starters. And those two dudes whose names I read to you earlier are de facto starters for this defense. That is a problem. I don't believe that that problem is going to get solved internally within the span of two weeks. Call me a pessimist if you must. And I'm kind of thinking that Mike Tomlin, Terrell Austin, and everybody else involved would feel the same way since they're the ones who brought in Avery before he very visibly disappointed them. They're the ones who brought in Tuzar Skipper again before Skipper went down to injury. So what clearly needs to happen here is that Omar Khan needs to get active. I know, I said that about other positions. I've said it about inside linebacker. I've said it about the offensive line. And I know there's cynicism anytime such a thing comes up, because, well, it's so late in the summer, and look at these free agent lists. But players do come available. Players that you didn't expect to come available come available. There's going to be players who get cut that'll surprise you. Even the Steelers right now, as they're sitting in their rooms trying to figure this stuff out, won't know, can't know who those guys are. That's why they're surprises. But there's no single period of the entire football calendar year in which there's more player movement than next Tuesday whenever you get down to the final cuts to the 53-man roster. A lot of names end up on a lot of lists, and it's incumbent on Khan and Tomlin to comb through those aggressively, I believe, for all three of the positions I cited: outside linebacker, inside linebacker, offensive line. I'm gonna remind everybody there is cap space. And be done. If not, try making trades. Do whatever you gotta do. This ain't it. When we come back, J1Q. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Richard, who asks, DK, do you think the Steelers would benefit from having Mitch Trubisky run the two-minute drill to open this game against the Lions, or is that too risky for injury in a preseason game? Richard, one thing that Mike Tomlin, uh, above anyone else, stresses when it comes to preseason football is that it's in a stadium. You hear that phrase come from him a lot. You can start rolling your eyes when you hear these phrases enough, but he says them for a reason. He wants the players focused on how they'll eventually conduct themselves when they get into a stadium, meaning this fall. He places a lot of weight in it, and you can tell that. It's not lip service. It's something that he believes in. So you're never going to ask your team to do things that are completely way out of whack. That's not going to help anybody. And by the way, it's not going to help Trubisky or the offense either. They need to take the field the same way they will in Cincinnati. And especially as it relates to this offensive line, don't get me started on that subject again. They need to just get down to business. Block some bodies and just have a nice, normal drive. You know, just a field goal. Do something that feels like a little bit of a rhythm has been attached to it. I don't know if Najee Harris is going to play. I don't know about all the wide receivers. But I sure would like to see that first-team offense out there, and I'd like to see them out there for the half. If they end up with a two-minute drill, great. I know that you're asking because you want to see how Mitch handles it because Tomlin has made such a big emphasis of it all through training camp and, and now here on the south side. But I think for that very reason, it would be the least of their concerns going into this setting. Now, one other thing I want to throw in here. Dan Campbell, the somewhat still new coach in Detroit, blurted out earlier this week to reporters up there that the Steelers had told him that they're expecting to use their starters for the entire first half. We'll see if that comes to pass. I'd rather hear it from Tomlin than from Campbell. But the reason those conversations happen and the reason that Tomlin had a similar conversation with Doug Peterson in Jacksonville is because both teams want to benefit from these things. So there's a little bit of a collegial aspect to these games. You're not trying to fool someone. You're not trying to trick them you'll still run jet sweeps and and things like that that are just part of your offense, and we've seen Matt Canada do that through the first two games, but you're not looking to embarrass the other guys by, you know, multiple flea flickers, do this, running, you know, halfback option. You're basically just going out there to try to see who's executing and who isn't. So if the Steelers were to go out there on Sunday and come out in some crazy formation and act like oh two minute drill everybody it's it's a disingenuine thing to do to the opponent and you can you know go ahead and laugh at me for bringing that up but I can promise you that the people inside the industry wouldn't it's a good question I I enjoy stuff like this anytime we can you know peel a little bit of a layer off of the stuff that's more commonly known about football it's a lot of fun to share I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and I'll remind everyone that the Steelers are in fact playing the Lions Sunday, 4:05 p.m. at Acrisure Stadium. See how good I am at saying that now, huh? You like that Acrisure Stadium?